I's Dirty Secret, or How to Spend Half a Million Dollars of Supercomputing. Episode 7. Golden Needles. Within days of its launch, it's clear the see-through carbon competition faces a previously underestimated but fundamental problem no one really understands what the prize is. As initial enquiries and even applications flow in from South Africa, Niger, the Philippines and India, most are either saying they don't know what's on offer or showing they don't. This makes sense. Robert isn't doing a sustainability-related PhD, but when Tom rang him on December the 15th about the Yellow Dog donation, he'd just spent months working on an in-depth article on AI's dirty secret, and thanks to his unusual university flatmate, had a better-than-average understanding of computer science. Robert knew way more about the earthbound, carbon-guzzling reality of cloud computing than almost anyone he met, Yet when Tom told him about his donation of half a million dollars of supercomputer-grade cloud computing, he'd struggled to grasp exactly what this meant. Can you explain it to me? he'd asked Tom, in terms of, I don't know, multiples of laptops, GPUs, or... Robert was on very thin ice now. Multicore cloud instances or something... I could and will, Tom had replied, but for the purposes of explaining this to potential applicants, I strongly recommend you simply say half a million dollars worth of supercomputer-grade cloud computing. Tom and Robert now collaborate on two frequently asked question lists to publish on the website. One is a... Cloud Computing for Novices Beginner's Guide, explaining key cloud computing terms and concepts, the other specifically for competition applicants. These are a big time saver for competition applicants, but also makes most of them realise their projects don't have anywhere near the volume of data or complexity of processing to require the prize on offer. One by one, they work out it would take them ages to work out how to prepare their data for supercomputing, and even if they did, it would barely require a dollar's worth of compute. Robert was beginning to understand the vast gap between a decent laptop and supercomputing himself. He'd previously compared it to crawling with hands and feet tied together, then sprinting. He now realises it's more like crawling than driving a Ferrari. All very educational for Robert and the applicants, but this only makes the prospect of finding any needles in the Global South haystack even more remote. The stream of inquiries slows to a trickle. Then, a month in, one serious-looking application arrives from South Africa. Dr Samuel Adekunli a researcher at the University of Johannesburg collaborating with Manchester University in the UK. Samuel spent a couple of years collecting real-time data from air quality monitors in and around Africa's two busiest airports and city centres in Johannesburg, his adopted home, and Lagos in his native Nigeria. 
This is just the kind of potentially transformative project the competition was designed for. Without access to supercomputing, Samuel and his team would have to make educated guesses as to what representative sample data to choose for processing and analysis. Access to Tom's gift means they'd no longer have to guess and could simply process the whole lot. Moreover, Samuel's application and his response to the expert panel's questions indicate he and his team know one end of a supercomputer from the other. Even better, Samuel's ambition is to convert his heap of raw data into actionable, carbon-reducing research outcomes. In his video call with Renuka, Tom and Robert, as the topic technical and political experts on the judging panel, Samuel is impressive. Strong technical grasp of how the prize could supercharge his research data ticks all the see-through news boxes for helping the inactive become active. Samuel is as impatient as the panel to rapidly convert results into on-the-ground measurable carbon reduction, or, as Samuel puts it, to take lessons from the ivory towers to the common man in the streets. The panel approves Samuel's application. Five editions after See-Through News newsletter issue number 87 announced the launch of the See-Through Carbon competition, issue number 92 announces Samuel as its first winner. Everyone is relieved. Not only do needles exist in the Global South haystack, it's only taken a month to find a golden one. No sooner had the first needle been found than another appears. This time it's Laura De Giovanni, whose startup uses blockchain and AI to sort out truth from lies for an app designed to promote trust and collaboration. Laura's application wasn't such a slam dunk as Samuel's. As a London-based Italian, there's no direct Global South connection. Also, it's a commercial startup rather than a research project. But Ranuka? Robert, Tom and the rest of the expert panel agree Laura's project ticks all the other see-through news boxes of accessibility, transparency and open-source universality. While not specifically targeted at the Global South or involving Global South participants, Laura's research would clearly benefit the Global South, maybe even disproportionately so. Poorer countries tend to have fewer defences against online disinformation, climate-related or not. Because they'd had no idea whether any needles existed in the Global South research haystack, Robert and Renuka had drafted the rules to say the competition favoured Global South applications rather than being strictly limited to them. Not that they had to be accountable to anyone other than themselves, but they're glad this decision allows them to consider Laura's application, not least because there's only a month before the deadline when half a million dollars worth of supercomputing will go up in financial year-end smoke. Another online interview with the expert panel and Robert drafts an article announcing another winner for issue number 98 of the See-Through News newsletter. But before Sunday comes, there's a third winner to add. When the March 19th newsletter comes out, 22 days before the April 10th deadline, it includes another name. 
Johnson Giola is an industrial chemist and zero-carbon advocate who runs an eco-building and educational business based in Calabar in Nigeria's South-South state. His application appears absurdly over-ambitious. With less than a month before the computing deadline, he has no existing data and has designed a project in response to the competition. Still, the scope of Johnson's project surveying firewood use in cookstoves in rural Nigeria and sharing the data with national and international government bodies to promote its replacement with renewable energy could hardly be more spot on. The expert panel may have its doubts about Johnson's ability to have data ready from a standing start, but there's no doubting his enthusiasm, passion and grasp of the technical challenge. Like Laura's business, Johnson's last-minute project doesn't fit the expected profile of pre-existing PhD research, but Robert, Ranuka and Tom decide that discovering such things and being flexible enough to embrace them is the point of doing something nobody's yet tried. Besides, with 22 days before the deadline, why not take a punt? The Yellow Dog team say Samuel and Lauer's projects combined are unlikely to put much of a dent in the half-million-dollar prize fund. There's little to lose by giving Johnson a chance. Off the record, Tom also mentions Samuel and Laura are struggling to prepare their data in time. Then, the day after Newsletter 98 announced the competition had a second and third winner, another last-minute entry becomes a fourth. Dr. Daniel Zepeda Rivas, a Mexican researcher who'd studied, lectured and researched around Europe and the Global South, has spent years collecting two huge data sets from 500 locations around the world, predominantly the Global South. One was a massive database of the carbon intensity of existing construction methods and materials in all these places. The other, equally massive, was the projected future weather and climate conditions for the corresponding locations. Use AI to process them together and you'd end up with a huge open source online handbook that could tell anyone building a new building anywhere in the world how to do it the lowest carbon way that would be most resilient to future weather extremes of wind, rain and heat and building accounts for 39% of all carbon emissions. University College London and FCB Studios, a leading sustainable architectural practice, had provided Daniel with office space and support, but his project had stalled. It needed a massive amount of supercomputing horsepower to combine the two datasets, maybe even half a million dollars worth. With the clock ticking and a massive amount of data to prepare, the expert panel fast-tracks Daniel's application. On Sunday, April the 2nd, 2023, the See-Through News newsletter marks its 100th edition. It's a doozy. One article details the pilot for a new project, a free open-source citizen journalist project called the Global Reporter Intensive Training Scheme, already training volunteers in the UK, Nigeria, Uganda and Kenya, aged from 10 to 45. 
Another article explains how the global reach of the see-through news social media network has just shot past 70,000, is still growing exponentially at a double-digit monthly rate on a marketing budget, including tax, of zero. By the way, six months later it's still growing at the same rate and has passed 170,000. Same budget. And a third article, nine days before the April 10th deadline, announces Daniel as the fourth winner of the inaugural See-Through Carbon competition. By now, Robert, Renuka and Tom have come to see the competition as a pilot, a proof of concept. Experts they'd consulted before launch doubted it was possible to find any needles in the Global South haystack. They'd demonstrated they could. Maybe this would convince bigger, better-resourced donors, like those who actually owned the data centres, to make the see-through carbon competition bigger, more comprehensive and permanent. In this sense, the fact that with no budget and a ridiculous deadline, the competition had found Samuel, Laura, Johnson and Daniel was job done. We now know that the Global South haystack not only contains such needles, but there are golden ones. But, with the April 10th deadline a week away, and all involved in the competition experiencing the ground rush sensation as an aircraft approaches the runway to land, a different question is looming larger. Will any of the winners actually get their data ready in time to use the half-million-dollar prize? In episode 8, Tick Tock, we find out if any of them make it over the line. AI's Dirty Secret, or How to Spend Half a Million Dollars of Supercomputing was narrated by George Hinchliffe, who also wrote the music. It was written, produced and mixed by Robert Stern. The See-Through News podcast is a See-Through News production. See-Through News is a zero-budget social media network with the goal of speeding up carbon drawdown by helping the inactive become active. For more, visit seethroughnews.org. Thank you for listening.